Welcome to Soap Talk with Sarah, a forum to banter about daytime's number one soap opera, The Young and the Restless. I am your host, Sarah Warsey, a loyal fan of the show since the early 90s. Join me in my weekly banter about the latest storylines, news, gossip, and so much more as The Young and the Restless celebrates 50 years on the air. Let's go! Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Soap Talk with Sarah. Thank you so much for joining. This week's commentary is based on shows that aired from October 11 through to October 20th. So let's get right into it. Okay, I mentioned this in my last episode, but I am not pleased with these seemingly false starts to potentially good storylines that just fall flat. The whole Sharon blossoming into a businesswoman thing has just fallen on the wayside, it seems. I think we only actually saw Esther holding down the fort at Crimson Lights once, and that was it. And this past week, Sharon was back behind the counter again. Now, okay, as the owner of the venue, she would have to check in every now and again. I get that. But with how weak the whole taking over Kirsten Ng storyline has become, she might as well just go back to managing the coffee shop. It's kind of sad. And another thing, I fail to understand what the criteria the producers of this show base a need for a new set on. Case in point, we saw Daniel's new apartment this week after he decided to find a place of his own. I mean, nothing at all against Daniel. I like Daniel. But what is the need to see his new place? How is he able to afford a place but Tucker and Sally, to name a few, continue to live in the hotel at the GCAC? It's not like he particularly has a huge storyline right now. And why does he get an actual apartment, again, while the rest of Genoa City seemingly can only make do with hotel rooms? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And also, we have seen Nikki's new office recently. So again, if they really wanted to make Sharon's storyline more believable and impactful, they would have invested in a set for her office and more of a focus on the plot rather than just passing dialogue here and there. It's just really annoying in my opinion. Another aspect to all of this is how Nick keeps being persuaded by his family to come back to Newman Enterprises instead of working with Sharon. He's been standing his ground, but again, great way to show some appreciation for what Sharon is trying to do by convincing her business partner to basically abandon ship. Okay, on to darling Phyllis. We love Phyllis, don't we? So one minute we have Jack wishing that she would have stayed dead. And the next minute, he is wanting her to do him a criminal favor as a way for her to supposedly redeem herself. And that favor was hacking into Tucker's computer to find out that he, in fact, had planted that listening device in the tree that he gave Jack and Diane as a wedding gift. And later on, we find out that she did some additional digging to establish a connection to Mamie and Tucker. Again, the lack of cybersecurity protocols is just laughable. I just don't understand. It's just, it's way too silly. You just have to laugh. So Phyllis and Danny also shared some more scenes together this week in the park. And although I think Danny does have a soft spot for Phyllis because he just kind of gets her, 
uh, unlike a lot of the other people in Genoa City, I think his heart will always be with Christine. And based on the teaser for next week, it does seem like it's officially Splitsville for her and Paul. Uh, on to Audra, our favorite vixen of Genoa City. So another fan made this observation on X. But the writers are about two months behind in having Phyllis and Audra confront each other about her fling with Kyle. Even the delivery of the dialogue felt stale because the confrontation was happening so late. And this was when, of course, Audra came up to Tucker's hotel room when Phyllis and Tucker were talking about his connection to Mamie. Yet another hole in the writing. So... I continue to not care about Kyle and Audra as a pairing. We know what her current motivations are, though. She wants to persuade Kyle into joining forces with her to take over Jabot. But really, Audra, you are not a Jabot, not even close. And you are still very much a newbie. But of course, this is a soap opera and things change too fast at all times. So while Kyle was originally not at all supportive of the idea of going against his parents, once he overheard that Jack wanted him to start from the bottom, that ticked him off enough to likely make him reconsider Audra's proposition. It's very silly. Now, I can understand why Kyle wouldn't be happy with that, with the idea of having to start from the beginning or at the bottom, but at the same time, being reactionary and potentially making a really bad decision by teaming up with the likes of Audra in that sense is also a bad idea. But Kyle is so smitten for her that she literally, she has him wrapped around her finger and she is taking every advantage of that. So right now, of course, Audra is still at Newman Media, but it does seem like she's clashing a bit with the lovely newcomer, Claire Grace, who has a shady past at best, and her relationship with Nikki is already shoddy, Audra's relationship with Nikki, so she may not last there for much longer anyway. I did read a teaser, though, that Audra may go missing at the hands of Claire, after she starts digging into her past. That would be a doozy, now wouldn't it? Moving on to good old Sally and Nick. So thankfully, Sally and Nick have finally broken up. But the amount of airtime this storyline has been given is insane. And tell me why Chloe is constantly vouching for Nick. He is far from perfect, and she needs to back off and stop thinking for Sally. Her so-called advice is plagued with her continued hatred for Adam. That is what the problem is. How about this? How about Sally be completely single for the next little while? What a concept. This whole toggling between Adam and Nick has gotten so old. It's not even funny. She's not a prized possession for crying out loud. Let her just be and have her focus on her business venture or get her involved in an entirely different storyline that has nothing to do with the two of them. On to the great Victor Newman. Okay. While I adore Victor, and I love the fact that he has assumed control back of his company, I do think that it was cruel, even for him, to be playing with his family the way that he has been with the phony bouts of dementia or what have you. He even had Nikki wondering if he was still actually teasing or if he was actually losing his mind. Now, Victor has done a lot of things, as we know, but this is a bit much, even for him especially when his reasoning for doing so was because he wanted to find out which one of his kids was a traitor. I mean, really, Victor? Really? Come on. It really can't end well when it comes out that he was playing them the whole time. However, 
On Friday's episode in Canada, Adam found a very unusual snake-like drawing in his drawer at the office, which was chilling because it was composed of Nick, Adam, and Victoria's name in a snake-like form. So the viewers are now left wondering, as much as the characters are left wondering about Victor's actual mental state. What are your thoughts? Is Victor just doing that that great of a job at outsmarting his kids and potentially his wife, or is he really losing his mind? I'd love to hear what you think. So that's going to do it for this week. But before we go, it is time for this week's Juicy Gossip. Okay. So this week's juicy gossip centers around the lovely Claire Grace. So as we are peeling back more layers of the onion, as far as she is concerned, she most certainly has an agenda. There is no question about it. And it seems to revolve around the Newmans because she is a bit too much of a suck up to Nikki and she was caught eyeing some newspaper clippings in her room with a very odd expression on her face, like someone who definitely has some sort of past connection or even a vendetta against the Newmans. So my ex-feed blew up with a bunch of crazy predictions. Last week, we had alluded to her potentially being Cameron and Grace's daughter, which might still be the case, but this week, a couple more predictions floated around. So... I personally suggested the possibility of her being Victor and Sabrina's child. Now, for those that weren't watching the show back in 2008 or just don't remember, Sabrina Costalana was an art curator who had been living in Paris, and she was a friend of Victoria's. So when Sabrina came to Genoa City early in 2008 to visit Victoria, she was staying at the Newman Ranch. And it was then that she caught... Victor's attention and developed an attraction to him. So long story short, her and Victor became romantically involved and she eventually got pregnant and they married later that year. Mind you, Victor and Nikki had just divorced not long before Sabrina came into the picture. At least that is my understanding. Now, Sabrina would later tragically be killed as a result of a car accident and subsequently, or so we were told, would miscarry the baby that she was carrying. Now, here's the thing. In soap operas, anything really goes. I mean, look at the convoluted way that Diane was brought back, right? So can it not be possible that Sabrina, in fact, did not miscarry because Again, on, on X, she was said to have been far enough along that the baby could have possibly survived and be given up for adoption. Claire did say that her parents were killed in a car wreck. If Sabrina's baby was given up for adoption, then it would have been her adoptive parents that were killed. So if Claire was Victor's long-lost biological daughter, that would make her Victoria and Nick's half-sister, and Abby's for that matter, and Nikki's stepdaughter, Wild. Another prediction on X was that Claire could be Dylan and Avery's child. Now, Dylan is Nikki's son that she had with Paul Williams, and Avery is Phyllis's sister, and they were romantically involved many years ago. Now, what I'm not sure about is if Avery actually had a miscarriage with Dylan or if they had a child that was given up for adoption. I don't recall that actually being part of the storyline, nor could I find any information online. 
The only information I could find was that Dylan and Sharon had conceived a child, which Sharon then had a miscarriage of. So uh, in, in terms of a child being in the mix when he was with Avery, I'm not entirely sure. But hey, you never know. Last but not least, another great prediction was that Claire could be Eve Howard. So Eve was Victoria and Cole Howard's daughter who presumably died many years ago shortly after her birth. Can you imagine if Vicky out of the blue found out that her daughter was still alive all these years later? Also, it should be noted that Heather Tom who originated the role of Victoria was playing the role of Victoria during this storyline. Amelia Heinley joined the show in 2005. Also, Cole is still alive according to the show's history. He had moved to England after his relationship with Ashley ended. So who knows, if this angle was pursued, could we see a resurgence of Cole? You never know. Others were saying that Sabrina would be better suited to be Audra's mom and not Claire's because of her features. I mean, the possibilities are honestly endless. Also, fans of the show and fellow podcasters, Willie and Nathan, predicted that Claire is in fact Tucker McCall's daughter. And this is something that apparently Audra finds out after doing some digging. I can't keep up, but I love talking about it. It's so much fun. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. And... Anything's possible. And another thing too is that remember in soap opera land, age advancements happen very often. So never look at somebody's age or when they should have been born, literally. They're always advanced. So if the whole Sabrina Victor storyline were true, it could totally work that Clara was his daughter because they're just going to advance her age. So just remember that. Anyway, uh, again, like I said, in soap opera land, nothing is impossible. People come back from the dead. They come back reincarnated, the whole shebang. <laughs> so that's it for this week. It's always truly a pleasure to engage with you guys, the lovely fans of the show. I love you all. Thank you as always for tuning in. Let's continue the chat on X and on YouTube. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to Soap Talk with Sarah. Join me on Twitter between episodes at SarahYR20. And if you like what you're listening to, hit that follow button wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's available on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for the love. Until next time, take care. <laughs>